Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. We're doing a discipleship year. Part of one of the topics that we is very important to a discipleship year is evangelism, sharing our faith. And uh, last week we looked at, in fact, last week was quite an important one. I'd like, can we, somebody just help me here, just, if you weren't here last week, or if you didn't get the notes from last week, if you could get that. And we just, we looked at um, six questions that help us stay on track in our thinking, like, like using a thermometer to, to gauge what the temperature is. So... Um, that teaching from last week, I think, it mustn't be taken as a formula. It's not as important as hearing the Lord speaking, words of knowledge, just praying for the sick. But it certainly keeps us on track. And the first question is, is there a God? So let me ask you now, if someone responds to that and says, I don't believe in God, what kind of response should you make to that? other than shame. Yeah, imagine going through life not believing in God. But if someone says, well, I don't believe in God. You know, chances are the God they say they don't believe in, you don't believe in either. You get, yeah, yeah. So, so, so their picture of God is not the God we serve anyway. So the God they say they don't believe in is probably not the God you believe in anyway. So don't get caught up in big discussions around the questions. The questions are just for you to ascertain Yes, this person has a God consciousness, or no, they don't, or they're angry with God, or they're bitter. And a good supposing question is, uh, suppose there is a God. Secondly, would he care about what's right and wrong? And that's, again, just testing. Does he care about what's right and wrong? Anyway, those questions are there. You can put that down. We're not going to do that tonight. I just wanted to make sure everyone had that. Um, so, we, we're kind of flying through this discipleship course, by the way. We are on topic number six, and we've got two to go. We have a short break now. In fact, it's not so short. It's three Monday nights before we start again for the last term where we do four weeks on the topic of discipleship. So it's a discipleship course. Who can run with me through the topics? The first one was Father Heart of God. The second one, the grace of our Lord Jesus. The third one, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The fourth one, the power of prayer. Fifth one, place of the Bible, the word of God in our life. The sixth one, evangelism like we're talking about here. Are you reading off your notes there, Tammy? That's kind of sort of kind of cheating. Ashes, would you please remove her? <laughs> and then after the break, we come together and we do the topic discipleship. And there we, it's going to start, the whole course starts getting very practical at that stage, even though it's practical now, because you can't have discipleship without evangelism. If people aren't coming to know Jesus, if we're not engaging with the lost, we can't take them through and establishing in the... Word of God and equipping 
how to minister and empower them to go and do the same. People have got to come to know Jesus. So evangelism is really at the heart, the very core, the essence of discipleship. But to just catch fish and leave them on the side of the shore is also irresponsible. The cleaning of the fish is what discipleship is all about. And bringing them through and bringing them into community and seeing gifts growing together. So I just want to, tonight, um, consider a few ways that people get saved. These were uh, research findings that the Barna Group, it's an international group of statisticians uh, put together a few years back, and they found that some people got saved in the last 40 years by someone coming and knocking on their door and saying, may I share the gospel with you? Uh, it's about 1% they found of people got saved. But praise God for 1%. You know, Jesus came for the one, eh? And then the social community projects, it's like uh, going and building a school or building a hospital and, and, and those kind of things. 2%. Uh, bereavement, someone goes through a tragedy, a loved one dies, and through that, they don't get bitter to God, they get better with God. You know, the same sun that makes clay hard can make wax soft, to use an old analogy. But bereavement does bring some people soft to God. It's about 3%. <laughs> and then there's uh, children's ministry. That includes ministering to young people through the ministry of a church. They found about 3% as well. Sorry, I went a bit fast there. Donna, I apologize for going so quickly over that one. And then advertising crusade conference, but this would also include media. This would include someone sitting watching TV, hearing a gospel, and then phoning in on the number. Uh, about 6% of the, the interview group. Uh, not as many as I would have thought there. And then pastoral uh, ministry, that's babies, weddings, and funerals. Uh, baby dedications, you know, when you splash them with water. Weddings when you match boy and girl, then weddings when you dispatch them to be with the Lord. So splash, match, and dispatch. Produce a tongue-tied pastor, about 8%. And then uh, someone brought someone to a meeting where the gospel is being preached was by far the most, 77%. And it's, it's very interesting. I thank God for the 23% that got saved the other way. Because that's, that's a quarter of people that got saved through someone coming in. Did anybody give their life to the Lord because someone came and knocked at your door and led you to Jesus? Anybody here tonight? Um, did anybody here tonight give their life to the Lord because they saw the church building a school or a hospital or doing a social upliftment pro program? That often that's more in the Latin, um, uh, Central America. Those, those are very popular. Uh, through bereavement, through the loss of a loved one, you came to know Jesus. Anybody? You did, eh, Kareem? Wow. Thank God for that. That God, you, not for the person who died. But, I mean, we're going to all die. I've got to be careful. I'll get myself in trouble. But you know what I mean. I mean, even through a bereavement, God works all things for good. And instead of becoming bitter, we get drawn to him. 
through children's ministry, who got saved in children's church? Hands up. Yeah, yeah. Donna's disciples. <laughs> Praise God. For, you know, there's just something about, I think it's the greatest testimony on earth when someone says, I just, I grew up in the church, went to church, in children's church, found the Lord, and I know him to this day. Um, who of you got saved through the advertising of a crusade conference or social media? So it was a, like, a, like a tent crusade type of all that. Yeah? Thank you, Lord, for saving Nita. <laughs> so glad you got saved, Nita. Who got saved from either like attending a, a baby dedication, baptism, wedding, funeral, pastoral things? Anybody give their life there? Nobody. Little pastor's gone. Um, who have you got gave your life to the Lord when someone took you to a meeting, picked you up or fetched you to? Well, there you go. There, that kind of rest, rest your case right there. Uh, who? Well, I was going to get to that. You, why don't you prepare for your t- t- slots and I'll prepare for my slots? How's that work, eh? <laughs> who didn't relate to any of those categories? Lee, how did you get saved? Just in a nutshell. a dream. Wow. That's not mentioned there. Powerful. Bill? The Lord, okay, so it was a bereavement, but then a miracle. God, it is a miracle God raises. Is that when you got born again? Through that situation? Wow. I just learned something about Bill tonight. Anyone else didn't relate? Um, Yeah, you'll get your turn. You'll get your turn. So I saw some other hands. Who else got saved that's outside of this? Happy birthday to you. Turned 21 on Saturday. Happy birthday, everyone. What was yours? <laughs> Is that why she struggles to get you up on Sunday mornings now? Huh? It's awesome. Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of, I'm sure that one got left out, yeah. Mothers praying for their kids in bed on Sunday mornings. eh? No, just one-on-one evangelism. One-on-one evangelism should be in there. I'm a little bit, that uh, survey lacks that one. Anybody else? (laughs) Hello, darling. How did you give your life to Jesus? Awesome. How did you get saved? Different to these. Yeah? You were Hindu and then... So where was it that you gave your life to the Lord? And where were you? Just at home? Yeah? So you were just searching in your own personal life and found God that way. So, so there you are. There, there, there. I think there could be another one or two percent in here that, that reflect other, other ways. What I 
failed to do tonight is we, we're going to get into groups of four. Yeah, we make it six. Groups of six. We're going to get into groups of six. And we're going to ask what are creative ways that we can apply these principles? Is it to go knock on doors at the flats and give an early Christmas present? Is it to invite people? Is it through advertising? Someone's got a great idea, multimedia, or, uh, social media rather. Social media. Or someone's got an idea about uh, how to bring people. Or, and, and let's discuss. You see, we've got the next three weeks off. So to be practical, let's just form, we're going to form groups in a moment, and the question is going to be, what of these ways or other ways that weren't listed here can we creatively use to either get someone to, ch get someone to church? That could be a one-on-one -on -one thing because there's some reaching out to people that will be better for me to do on my own than to do with somebody. But there's sometimes there's creative thinking where three people get together and do something that's then aimed at drawing somebody in and inviting them, sharing with them. So, so we're going to do that for about 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes. Just, just pretend. What if? What if you could find a strategy, either personally or as a, or all the, those in the group or one or two in the group, to actually do something in the next three weeks that results in what we've just seen over here. And then I'm going to ask you to stay in the group. I'll give you like a minute warning before I get some silence going. And then I'm going to ask if for a few ideas that have come out of that. So can we do that? Can we do it? So let's make sure it's six, six people because there's a reason in my thinking for that. Amen. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four. Maybe mix yourselves up. Don't sit with the people you already know so well. Go and find some people. You kind of mix up a little bit. It's nice to get out of your comfort zone. Remember, you're going to ask the question, how do we, in the next three weeks, do one of these things practically? Wrap up that last thought of yours. Ten seconds to wrap up that last thought. Okay. All right. Can uh, everybody hear me, see me? Let's stay in our groups, but maybe you can turn your seat slightly if your neck's going to break. Um, yeah, but let's, let's kind of stay where we are. What, what we're going to do, we, we five groups, six groups here tonight, seven, six, six groups, so it shouldn't take too long to do. Just like headline feedback, not the whole discussion you had in the 10 minutes, or else we'll be at till 10 o'clock. So we sat here, a couple of things came up. First of all was the one-on-one -on -one inviting for a cup of tea. 
take asking that first question in a conversation. Secondly, the idea came was living prepared all the time for those God encounters, opportunities. Thirdly, being deliberate about getting a few people um, like what Beth will do, they call it their treasure hunt, meet down at the beachfront, pray for a few minutes, ask for words of knowledge for someone, words of wisdom, a man wearing a suit, a woman with a red jacket. We're going to walk to the end of the walkway on the beachfront. If we see, ask God what he wants to say to that person, we pray. We then walk. You, if you see someone that identifies with you, two of you go over and say, can we just share something? We prayed and we saw you and we feel like, you know, it's not fortune telling, but we just want to pray for you. Is that okay? So it's getting out of your comfort box and actually being a bit more deliberate, a bit more aggressive, but without uh, Bible punching. So that's kind of came out of this. And then the effectiveness of couples with another couple discussing controversial topics um, like uh, how does the church deal with racism? How does the church deal with xenophobia? How does the church deal with... So just kind of topical issues. So those were some of the ideas. It landed with the last one that was a person who felt that their life is very insular from unsafe people, very caught up just with Christians, and always with Christians, Christian family, Christian friends, Christian church, and the need to start praying and ask the Lord for a strategy to include unsafe people in the things that we enjoy doing already. So if you've got a sport, a hobby, an interest, there can be somebody. Okay, so that was about a bit longer than I should have taken. Who would like to sum up this Well, testimony came up as well, and I think it's what's been quite a big thing in, in my life um, from past or whatever it is, but I think it's, it's quite important what you've been through in, in sharing, especially when your past friends have now, later on in life, you've, you've come across them in business place or whatever it is, and they can see a difference, and yes, maybe they ask or they don't ask, but one way or another, the seed gets planted, and like with the friend who's, who's with me now in church, and there's now another guy that through testimony, so I think that's, I think that's quite a big thing. Evangelism, and uh, also when uh, hospital, yeah, hospital visitation, and asking people if you know if we pray for people, and then ask them if they would accept the Lord Jesus. You know, spend some time with them and pray with them, and then see how the Holy Spirit leads you and talk to them. We did that. Hospital, hospital, yeah. big one, hospital. Hey, Trevor, hospital. We 
go into a ward to pray with one person, but you look at all the people who haven't got visitors, and you go over to one of the beds and say hi and introduce yourself. That is powerful. Yeah, yeah. That is. Donna said invite the people to church here, but then you can also invite some people to your home and have a, a DVD there and have snacks and what have you. Yeah. yeah. Having a, a Christian movie night movie. in your home, opening up your home to some people who you know don't get out much. Like Dave Walker. Anything that hasn't been covered? So we were just talking about um, like advertising movie nights because you know Auntie Donna's done quite a few movie nights here and there's other churches around Palantown that have done that. So between the three of us, we've got about 3,000 followers on Instagram and I know my story has reached to about four to 500 people alone. So if we just advertise those and like we were saying little scriptures as well, like they don't have to be too hectic or anything, but just little scriptures on our stories or post them on Instagram or Facebook and it just goes to those couple of people and it just touches someone, even if it brings in like five people, if it brings in 50, it's something. And then we were saying, because everyone wears, a lot of people wear crosses as necklaces, and you can like start off the conversation, like saying, I really like your cross, and um, just trying to get like, if they understand the meaning behind the cross, and why they're wearing it, and all of those kind of things. And then just like in public places, I know McKenna's had quite a few um, experiences like that where She'll be at gym, and then God's just brought someone to her where she's been able to just talk about the word and talk about their experiences and give them guidance, and they give her guidance and things like that. So, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. For all those over 40, Instagram, don't worry about it. Okay? <laughs> Hospital visitation will work just fine. <laughs> but if you under under 20, Instagram is the way to grow. Okay? But that's great to hear that... Uh, Okay, something that hasn't been covered? Okay, that's kind of like testimonies. Yeah. Anything that wasn't covered? Yeah, covered the same thing. Covered the same thing. Raymond, you guys? Are you covered? All the ideas have come up. That's the thing about being lost. Eh? You can just fuck off and act like, you know, you're talking about the rugby on Saturday and because it'll get covered. <laughs> Yeah, organizing events. So if having a sports event and then even having a sportsman give his testimony um, and having a few of the players ready to do the follow-up. Um, those kind of things take a bit of organization. So we've gone from individual evangelism, just being in the marketplace, being sensitive, uh, everyday preparation, to take opportunities as they come your way. We've gone from that all the way around to uh, through multi-social media, through uh, various other opportunities we've got when we're visiting someone in the hospital, when we um, meet someone who's got a query on something and you invite them over to discuss it. All kinds of opportunities, all the way to events. Now, events that take a little bit longer and you can't, Hey, Donna, we can't do too many of those in one year. <laughs> As you know, it's great to organize an event, but you've got to get lots of participation and lots of people involved. And one or two of those a year is good, like an alpha or a, 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 a six-a-side inter, 
soccer tournament. Those are going to be planned ahead. They're bigger events. Um, I'm going to ask now. Okay, I want Terry just to share something he's been talking to me about. He's got a real heart as an add-on to what this discussion is. Another idea is to get together with people who feel very strongly on the evangelism page, i.e., you get people who are more pastoral, people who want to be more teaching, people who are more uh, on the prophetic gifted. But then you get those that just want to see people come to know Jesus. And I think we should all want to see people come to know the Lord. But there's just, there is the gift of evangelism. I, I, I know you carry it. And he's just had this idea of forming a group, getting people together who's saying, I want to be part of something that's more evangelistic. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Um, just, I think, I found that on previous, in previous situations, um, when we get together as a group of people that are passionate about something, whatever it might be, you create a synergy. And out of that synergy, life starts happening. So with evangelism, it's, it's the same thing. It's if you have a heart and a passion to see people getting saved, um, get together and the first thing you start doing is praying and crying out to God um, just to give your heart uh, more of a heart for the lost to tune your heart into his heart and for God to kind of because without God we can do nothing and God always makes a way and he really desperately wants us to reach other people and on our own we, we can't sort of um, let's say, timid and, and kind of can find ourselves in a small place. But when we're together and we, we pray together and we do stuff together, we encourage one another, not just that, but we're opening ourselves for God to go before us and to start breaking open and making a way. And when we do that, it's very, very powerful. And, it, it, uh, you know, on, on a number of occasions, we've seen it turn into... Uh, such a mighty flood, you know, of people getting saved, of, you know, of the lost, of people getting discipled and all that. So I think it's, yeah, and um, I think the most important thing to me is crying out to God and, and praying for God to um, re-envision us, for God to impassion us, um, and for God to kind of just yeah, just fresh vision. And, um, and then when we do that, we find that all of a sudden that little um, flame in the gas burner just goes, you know, and it's just amazing to be part of that, you know. And so it's so nice to be part of um, what God's doing. Um, when people get saved, their lives get changed. Their friends get involved. And there's a life of its own that comes with it and such a synergy. They bring their friends and so on and so forth. So, like, for example, right now, I think I was just... Hey? Yeah. If I'm hearing you, and I am, because we've had this discussion, is Terry has got a real heart to get together with people to pray focused um, on evangelism. 
and to start fanning that flame up. Very few revivals, uh, I mean, we can go through the history of revivals, all the way back from before Wales and before and other revivals, where when they trace it back, there were a group of people who got together that just were so desperate for God to change their community, change their world, change the climate, and they started calling out to God in prayer. If my people will humble themselves and pray. So what I've picked up, Terry's been sharing with me, is he's got a real desire that the Wednesday morning starts taking on a focus of prayer. Now, not everybody can do a Wednesday morning because of commitments and work and travel and all that, but I'd like to say the Sunday morning prayer meeting needs to follow the same. So, so come and join us when you can. Make a, an effort from time to time to come and say, let's fan up that flame. But further, further to that, to say that if you've, if you've got something in your heart that says yes, I mean, life group's great. I'm not trying to break up life groups, but if it's getting, like, like you know that this is a passion of yours, then chat with Terry. Chat him privately, because next year we're wanting to put together some, some things. And identify yourself. If you've got a heart for evangelism, go and just say, hey, Terry, keep me in the loop. Here's my number. WhatsApp me when you put something together. I'd love to hear more about evangelism. Amen. That's roughly what you summarize. Besides the prayer, um, we want to talk about stuff that we can do and excite one another and come up with ideas and then put those, start putting those ideas into practice. So uh, I'm just thinking besides the prayer times, which are going to be great, it'd be also great to meet, maybe even if, if it's once every two weeks or something. Uh, whatever, we can, we can find out what the most convenient time is for everybody. But then we also pray then and, we, and then we talk about strategy and, and then we start moving off together and start doing stuff. Okay. So a lot of the ideas, a lot of the ideas that came out tonight could be sitting and saying, yeah, but where to from here? And part of what Terry is putting his hand up and saying, let's get a couple of people together and brainstorm this further. Ideas and maybe we'll work together and synergize on some things. Maybe we won't, and it'll be two different things, and that's also okay. But what we've got to do tonight, before we go, is in the group we're sitting, that's why I asked you to stay in the group, can we just pray for one another that this talk will be converted into, into uh, lifestyle action and passion, and that God would, the Scripture says, fan of flame the gift that's in you and we do that but let's ask for God to send workers into this harvest field it's the one prayer Jesus did give a, not the one prayer it's the it's the prayer that's very much for this season that he gave us and he said pray the Lord of the harvest so can we do that just in the groups that we that we're in now for the next few minutes and then we'll finish up